You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 287. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 287. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, beautiful. How are you today? I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm actually really pumped up about this podcast topic. Me too. Are you? I am, just because I've had a lot of people that I've engaged with lately who seem to be really unhappy in their work. Mm. And I'm like, I haven't really done a podcast. It's not, I mean, I'm not a career coach. I'm not somebody who's, you know, an expert on it. But I have broken free from my own workplace hell in, yeah. in the past. So I figured, hey, let's let's throw it out to the audience. I like it. I like it. Audience it up. Let's audience it up. How are you feeling today? I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah I feel pretty good. Pumped up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. All right. I'm ready well, to do this. Well, maybe before we get into our whole concept today, which is all around breaking free from your shitty job, that uh, why don't we just lighten the mood a little bit? Pass it over to you. Oh, are we going to do that already? Okay. This is a segment we like to call. Would you rather? And today's would you rather is, would you rather be a tree Hmm. or live in a tree for the rest of your life? I would not want to be a tree. You wouldn't? Why? Because I have way too much potential. Uh, (laughs) But they're reaching for for their limits too, aren't they? No. As much sunlight as they can get. I mean, you would always be afraid that somebody was going to cut you down and then like a, a new... <laughs> I'm afraid of that as a human. A new... <laughs> a new... <laughs> <laughs> apartment complex is going to be built over where... You know, like there, there's no way I would want to be a tree. Mm. I would rather live in a tree house. You would? Yeah, I still want to be a human. It's it, There's not like accommodations though. This is not glamping. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, not like Swiss it's, Family Robinson? No, no, no. This is like some boards and a teepee. I I would do that. You would, yeah. Like I I still want to be a human though. Like, well, what would you pick? Would you really pick a tree? I think I'd be a tree. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just feel like they have a totally different time speed. Oh, that's true. And they get to see so much for so many years. They see everything change around them. I don't know. I think it'd be just kind of fun. Would you have always been a tree? Or would no, you, you would have been a human, but you turned to a tree. You turned into a tree. Yeah. Oh, that would be the uh, fucking hell no for me. Hell no? Yeah, just because you know what it's like to live a different life <laughs> as a more evolved species. Oh, I, so we're more evolved than trees are? I think so. Well, I mean, with consciousness, I, definitely with consciousness. consciousness. We, well, we don't know that. Oh, wow. This we is, don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Trees have uh, like root systems that intermingle communicate hmm. the, they send signals through the air when it comes through them wow like and you know i mean the thing about i mean i think it also depends on how much you really 
like love your life. Like I That's exactly what this is coming down to. I fucking love my life. I love my life too. I just wouldn't love my life living in a tree. Yes, you would. I don't know. You've got such the background for it. Like, yeah, but you you uh, could like make dinner with like some twigs and I totally could. But <laughs> I'm a I'm a creature of comfort these days. But I guess I, mean, I, I get used to it. Think about if you're a tree, though, you have to brave all of the elements. Yeah. But, but I guess you're you're equipped for it. You're equipped for it, yeah. I don't. And then, I mean, you might have squirrels building nests in you. That'd be cool. Like That'd be my friends. <laughs> you're like, what's up, Hank? How you doing today? Hank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my boy, Hank. It's my boy, Hank, over on my left arm over Can there. Can you just scratch that little area right <laughs> over there? Oh, my word. All right. So we would love to know what you would rather. And we actually talk about it every single week over in my private Facebook group. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. And it is such a positive, amazing little corner of the internet where you can get support and camaraderie. And it's just such a beautiful grouping of people who listen to the show and come together and support each other. You know, you can throw comments in there like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. I could use some encouragement. And everybody just kind of champions each other. I do an extra training every single Thursday called Q and Slay, where I sound off on all the questions that have kind of come up from the community throughout the week. And there's always fun little, you know, like warm, fuzzy Wednesdays, new friends Friday, just a bunch of fun stuff over there. And obviously completely free. And we discuss the Would You Rathers on Monday. So the easiest way to get there is to go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. And it just redirects you right over there to our little corner. And we would love to have you and connect with you. And then you can share with us if you're going to go with be a tree or live in a tree. Yeah. I have a feeling live in a tree is going to take it. I think so too. That's that's why I was pleading the case for the tree. I know. I'm thinking. I was going. I don't think this is his strongest would you rather <laughs> but you know what i'll forgive you because that's that's a lot of would you rathers over the years it's it, yeah it's it's getting a lot harder if anyone has any ideas for some would you rathers i'm more than open to hear them yeah bring them to um, bring them to the facebook group well actually no because we wouldn't want them to no, know they, yeah. they would have to, have slide, to slide into your dms, slide into your DMs. <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that do you even know how to check your dms ew yeah. I don't think you would know. So, out, yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Air. I'm Sarah, and if you're wondering, that's S A R A with no H because H's are Air. Not if it's somebody who's not your friend. You still find it in your messenger. But you have to click on anyway. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to give Mr. Smith a social uh-huh. media tutorial on the show. You don't have to. I know already. Okay. okay. <laughs> Damn. I'll, I'll insecure about his social media game no i just feel like no i'm pretty good at it and you don't recognize (laughs) you have gotten far more skilled you have to recognize i am i'm currently (laughs) recognizing currently recognizing absolutely okay moving on all right guys so let's talk about breaking free from a shitty job i had a very similar situation to this many many moons ago this was well over 10 years ago. And I was, for those of you who don't know my story, I was working in makeup artistry and I did that for about a decade. And it was during that time that I had started to get involved in personal development. I knew that I wanted to get out of working in 
media and fashion and makeup art. I knew that I wanted to get out of something that was, for me, I had lost my passion and it felt a bit superficial. And the, the times that were the most rewarding for me were when I was teaching and when I was instructing and sharing really cool information with people. So if somebody was in my chair or, you know, I was a trainer for a while. And so I had kind of a, a region where I was responsible for educating, uh, the artists and responsible for their development. And that was really, really powerful for me. So I started figuring out, okay, there's certain components that I really, really love about this work, but my God, I don't want to be teaching about makeup anymore. I want to be teaching about something that I feel will make a monumental change in this world, which is really what kind of led me into the path of personal development and coaching. I mean, you were really passionate about me following that path. Yeah. He had heard of a life coach on the radio and he came home one day and he goes, Oh my gosh, babe, I know what you need to be doing. I know what you need to be doing. That's right. And he felt, he was like, that's, it's called a life coach. And this was like (laughs) mid two thousand. So you didn't, you know, it wasn't nearly as popular as it is now. In fact, when I started, there was a lot of people going like, what is that? You know, where you kind of had to explain what the profession was Mm -hmm. even. And I was like, ooh, I've never heard of that. And you sent away for materials of an institution that you felt that I should check out. And it was just so, so sweet, you know, that you felt so compelled. But the impetus was me being so unhappy in the work that I was doing. And I think that for a lot of people, we get to this point where maybe something that used to really light us up has kind of run its course and it just doesn't fulfill you as much as it once did. And for me, I did have to go through kind of a mourning process Yeah, because I, I had a full blown career trajectory paved out for me with the company that I worked for and they were amazing at promoting from within. They very, very rarely ever hired somebody into high positions from outside the company. So everybody was being groomed and they would call it succession planning. And so there was always succession planning happening. So I knew exactly where I was headed, what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And, and I really kind of had to mourn the loss of my love of that artistic medium because I got so sucked up into sort of the corporate piece of it that it really, I lost my passion for it. But I'm so, so grateful for that chapter in my life, which is something that I would encourage you to look at. You know, there are a lot of different chapters of my career history where I look back and there were really rocky times, like during a lot of the the dot-com era and yeah. like the startups and all of that. I worked for a software solution and implementation company for a while. But that's where I learned how to write really well. That's where I learned how to type. That's where I learned how to kind of deal with the public. You know, when I was really, that was one of my first jobs. So as I look back at all of these scenarios and all these situations where I go, gosh, you know, I would never, ever want to go back to that. I can still look at how pivotal the things I learned really were for me, you know? So even with the most recent career, which was in makeup artistry, I was able to kind of excavate 
and look at what are the components that really mattered the most to me. I knew I needed to be doing something creative. I knew I needed to be doing something that was massively impactful or creating an impact. And I also started to weigh in some of the logistics things like, okay, I know I do not want to work weekends and holidays. Right. I want to, I want to be the boss. I started realizing like, I think I actually want to run my own show. And for years I did not like that was just way, I was like, I'd so much rather somebody else take care of my 401k, take care of my benefits, you know? And then I got to a point where that changed. So I share all that with you because I think that when we are so incredibly unhappy in where we are, we start to focus on our misery instead of what this particular chapter has been meant to teach us. What are the skills that you did learn? What are the things that you learned about yourself? I realized I did not want to be in direct sales. I did not want that in any kind of way, which is funny because now I, I do sell my own services, <laughs> yeah, you do. but I get to do it in my way. Not anybody else telling me I have to meet a quota or yes. anything like that. Right. And I get to serve from my heart. That's key. That's key right there. Absolutely. So I know that we have a lot of Gen Xers out there and some millennials who listen to the show. And I remember reading a an, uh, an article about Gen Xers, which is what Mr. Smith and I are. And it said that we are the first generation, aside from boomers, who are usually our parents, that actually have an average of like five to six full-blown careers in our lifetime. Wow. And that's new. You know, prior to that, it was like you learned to trade and you just fucking stuck with it no matter how miserable you are. Some of you might relate to that or you might have your parents or maybe older siblings that that are in that that boat. We are at such a great, beautiful time now in our day and age where we have a lot available to us. So I want to start talking about if you are in a situation where you're really, really unhappy in your work. Start to think about the uh, the bigger picture of what genuinely fulfills you. And I'm going to get into some of the logistics and the how of getting through a shitty job or getting breaking free from it. But I want you to start thinking about not just what's the next thing. Like, is there another company that would pay me more? Or how do I put a roof over my head or whatever? And that might be the immediacy of your situation. And, and if that's you... You do you and you take care of yourself. For me, the situation that I was in is I had amazing benefits and, uh, you know, was paid really, really well, but I wasn't fulfilled. So I felt like if I'm going to jump ship and I'm going to start a new chapter, I want it to be not just for another cosmetic company or not just another training position. I wanted it to be fulfilling and what I was meant to do and what I was being called to do. And so what that meant for me was a lot of introspection, checking in with myself and doing what I just told you guys, noticing what are the elements that I love Mm. about this career that I know I need to have. Like I said, creativity, uh, impact, teaching. I knew I needed to be giving information. I just didn't know what that information was going to be. And then really starting taking stock in what I knew I did not want. So that might be a really great place for you to start looking because most of the time we just go, where can I put my resume in? And we're in such survival mode that sure. we're not really making a lot of decisions based off of fulfillment. 
So that might be a a great little journaling exercise for you to do before I kind of jump into some of the other pieces to this. Was there anything you wanted to throw into the mix? You know, I think a lot of people are in a place where they can't imagine what job they even want. Right. What's their, they, they don't even know. So I think going through some of these steps and listening to what you've been through, what I've been through at some of the other, and on Facebook with your uh, groups, you might find other people that have gone through things that you can learn from. Right. But I think the biggest thing through these that I'm hearing is that if you aren't sure what you want to do, if you don't know what your passion is, these are ways to kind of look at that. Right. Even though we're talking about getting out of a shitty job into another job. It's also like, well, what do you want to do in the next three, five, ten years? You right. Know? Yeah. What's the What's the big picture? What's and the bigger picture? Yeah. It, you know, it's one of the reasons why in Deep Down and Dirty, we do an entire week on values work. Because a lot of times we will figure out our values, which is something I don't really talk about much on the pod. But when you really figure those things out, you go, oh, shit, these are the things that matter the most to me. No wonder I'm not happy. I'm not honoring any of my values in my work or in my relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a good reason to take your program then. And I figure those values out. That's right. I'm going to also give you some some other colleagues of mine towards the end. I'm going to share with you some people who really help help with this sort of thing. And they have programs and different ways in which they help people figure out what is the next career for you, if that's a place where you're really stuck. And I do have another book that I'm going to suggest as well. But let's start at the beginning. The first piece is that you have got to create a plan, all right? So when I was working in cosmetics, I had a really great situation where I knew that I was going to pursue a life coaching practice, right? So the great thing about where I was is after I had stepped down out of my high profile position, I started to be able to step down in hourly increments. So at first I was 37 and a half hours Mm -hmm. and I was, and that was five days a week. And then I was coaching on my two days off. So it was like, Pedal to the metal, yeah. like grindstone. I remember hustle. Very clear. It was it, but I wanted it so bad that I was determined. And prior to that, prior to actually building my coaching practice, what I was doing on my time off was studying coaching when I was actually in school for it, mm, right. and getting my certifications and uh, accreditations and all of that. And then when it became time to transition into my actual job, you know, my new career that I wanted. For me, what worked the best was like a gradual whittling down. So I went down to 30 hours and that was still five days a week. And then I went down to 24 hours. That was just four days a week and then supplemented the other days with coaching. And then I went down to 18. It was nice to have that luxury. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you may or may not have something like that. You might need an interim job in between then. You know, it's something that like a bridge job, like something that you, where you can make a shit ton of money, like, you know, serving tables, serving or, tables yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah something yeah. like that, where it the just, hours are, it, it fit bu- in. buys you some time to figure out what you do want. Now, it could be a matter of staying put until 
you accumulate all of the knowledge and education that you might need to pursue a new career and then go cold turkey, like actually quit and start anew. But I will tell you this, if you are at all considering opening your own business, please get some kind of help or support around that. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a a coaching instructor when I was in school who told me the people who have the best trajectory of actually making this happen have a way to substantiate their income while they are building their practice, whether that is a loan, whether that is an angel investor, or whether it is a spouse who is able to to take care of, of you while you really ramp this up, or you know, uh, some sort of loan or something, savings, where you don't have to go from where you are now feeling comfortable and then jumping into something where you're like, oh my God, I need to make sales. I need to, I need clients or I need to, I need this. I need this. And that's not a fun way to start your business. Mm-mm. In fact, that's what we did when we planned our move here to North Carolina. So we knew that Mr. Smith was going to build a brick and mortar establishment so we planned for me to take over everything and be the breadwinner for at least a year. And we knew that that was what we were planning on. Right. And that gave you total freedom. To, so nice. Oh, my gosh. To craft your business in the way that you really wanted to. And now, now we're back to like co-financing our lives together, yeah, which yeah. is so amazing and powerful. And... That is incredibly important because I think that what happens is we are so uncomfortable and so miserable where we are that we're like, we just got to make a change. And what we don't realize is if we if we don't plan for it or if we don't really think it through, we trade one misery for another. Yeah. You're not getting to the heart of the issue. Well, yeah. you just, it, it, you go from hating the job you're in to being so stressed out about making ends meet. You know, you trade one worry for a different worry. Right. So it's incredibly important that you start to craft some sort of plan. For some people, they thrive on spontaneity. And that is absolutely not me. Not (laughs) at all. I cannot just go, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to fucking figure it out. And here's my notice. And I'll just figure it. I have a friend of mine who that is the only way she'll get into action. And she knows that about herself. That's so crazy. if she gets to that point, she's like, okay, I've just got to fucking rip, rip that Band-Aid off and go. And she does. And she figures it out every single time. That, to me, would be massively anxiety-inducing. She's pretty chill, so I can understand why that works for her. But I want you to start thinking about what, how do you operate and how can you start crafting a plan? Now, crafting the plan might look like starting with hiring somebody to figure out what you even want to do, like actually working with a career coach, which is not me, by the way, (laughs) if I have not mentioned that. (laughs) And, and I'll give you guys some resources as well, but you might, that might be the start of the plan. So maybe in your 2019 goals, you say, okay, by the end of the year, I want to have, I want to solidify an occupational path for me. I don't know if you remember this, but before getting into coaching for three years in a row, on my goals was solidify an occupational path. Like I didn't know what I wanted, but I took those years to gather a lot of information. I did a bunch of trainings and certifications. I finished my degree and that gave me a lot of fodder to figure out what I did want 
to go forward mm-hmm. and, and create. So when I say create a plan, it doesn't necessarily have to be just the exit strategy. It could be the beginnings of figuring out what you do want. Now, it could be an exit strategy. It could be a ma- of figuring out some sort of business loan. It could be interviewing your ass off. It could be studying a new field and going back to school. It could be ramping up your resume and having a goal of how many you want to get out into you know, the marketplace by a specific time. It can look very different. It could be bulking up your savings so that you have an entire year to create what you want to create. It's incredibly important, though, that you get down on paper some kind of concrete plan. All right. The second piece is to create some sort of structure to stay connected to your end goal. So in in coaching, a lot of times we'll call it a structure. Really, all of all it is is something that sparks your memory or reminds you of what your goal is or what you are on track with. So for instance, I have a structure that I keep by my computer. It's been on my desk for over 10 years and it's a little Ganesh. And the meaning behind a Ganesh or a Ganesha is to be a remover of obstacles. So it came out of a, a coaching session that I had with a coach of my time. And I realized that I needed to really get out of my own way. So now I see it when I see that little Ganesh, I know that it is a reminder to me to get out of my own way. All right. So how can we create a reminder to you of why you are bulking up your savings, why you are going back to school, why you care so much about creating an impact in this world or whatever it might be? How can you anchor yourself to your big why, to your big vision. You can do this a ton of different ways. You can do screensavers. You can do your phone wallpaper. You can put stuff up on your fridge. Let's say you want to become a travel agent or you want to start, you know, working on cruise ships. Maybe you have coffee table books that are all about travel or about cruise lines. It can also be something like a vision board, having a very clear path laid out in front of you, something that gets you connected to the big why. It could even be that you have pictures of your children or your spouse or your family around you more often to remind yourself, like, I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this so that I can have time with them, quality time, not being robbed by the business that I'm I'm currently working in. So that's up to you to kind of figure out what is what is it that I want? What's the life that I desire? And then how can I symbolically represent that somehow in my life, in my immediate workspace, whether it's at your current job or at home or even things like your car, bedrooms, litter your your house. <laughs> pepper, I should say pepper your home with and, and everywhere that you see, even on like uh, mirrors or windows, things like that. Changing your passwords. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a great one. Yes. Changing your passwords to say like entrepreneur or travel agent, <laughs> whatever it is yeah. that you really want to pursue. All right. So we got number one, create a plan. Number two, create a structure to stay connected to your vision. Number three, check your perspective around your current job. So a lot of times when we're really unhappy, it is so easy to stay focused on that and 
thinking about how stupid our boss is or the micromanaging or all the gossip that's happening or the whatever it might be. And then what we do is we go search out evidence for that. And I very much had that, had that happen to me and had to get a lot of coaching around it. And I had to really shift my perspective about what my current workplace was for me. Uh, One of the things that you can stop doing is you can stop colluding and talking shit about your workplace with other coworkers. It's a good one. And yep. switching that out with, you know, I started doing like, what are you guys grateful for today? Mm-hmm. And I would do that <laughs> <laughs> with my coworkers all the time because I was like, I don't want to talk about the drama and the, the fashion industry and just anything related to the aesthetics tends to have a shit ton of drama. And I just did not want to get involved in that. So I'm like, okay, let's, how, how can I switch this narrative? And it became committing to not colluding. And then regarding complaining, I do think that it's important for us to vent our, our feelings and being uncomfortable or unhappy in our work. But I think that there's a, a positive way to do that. I think if you have uh, an agreement with your spouse or your best friend or a coach or somebody to say, okay, I just need 10 minutes. Can I tell you all the things I'm pissed at? And then I'm going to move on. You put kind of a you're venting in a container, so Time to speak. limit, yeah. Or you can also process it working out, doing yoga, doing something physical, or some people really love to process their complaining or their upset through music. So pick an outlet that helps you actually unwind from the stress that you're incurring on a day-in and day-out basis. One of the things that was really helpful for me is I started to view my job as funding my escape, that it was funding my dream. Nice. It was the reason that I was able to transition the way in which I did. It's the reason why you still have food on your table. It's the reason why you still have your lights on. Is it a high cost? It's a high cost, but it's still giving you something. It's still fueling your ability to dream bigger. So start looking at your current job in a different lens. In fact, I remember talking to you a lot about it and you were really just like kicking ass in building your own business. Oh, well, thank you. That's when you were really at the beginnings of really thriving in in your practice. And I remembered being so fucking jealous that oh. I had to go and punch a clock. And we, you know, we had the great communication, so we were able to talk about it a lot. Yeah. And I remember just feeling like, gosh, I cannot wait till that's the case for me. And something that we started talking about was this idea that when I was with my coaching buddies or if I was going to a conference, that's when it was so easy for me to be the woman that I wanted to be. Hmm. But when I was at my workplace, that's when I really had to fight tooth and nail to show up in a way that I was proud of. And so we started calling it character building. Like this job is my character building. And so I would come home and you would go, how was your character building today? (laughs) You know? And it was such a great perspective shift of, wow, this really does put my character to the test. When I'm up against this stress, when I'm dealing with all of these gnarly people, this gives me the opportunity to go in spite of this sick circumstance, in spite of this situation, I do have power. And I can tap into the person that I truly want to be. 
Yeah. So number three is check your perspective. How can you change that? Can you say, okay, this is going to be my character building. Can you eliminate any type of colluding or complaining? Put a container around the complaining if you choose to still do it. Can you start saying, okay, this is funding my escape. This is funding my escape. Or this is funding my dream. This is funding my dream. Or this is temporary. This is a gateway job. A gateway job. This is a gateway. So use something where you, it's almost like you're taking the glasses that you've been looking at your job through and changing them out for a rosier pair. Because a lot of times when we're so miserable, we don't see any of the positives. You know, like it wasn't even until I was able to reflect much earlier in my 20s that I went, this job I learned how to type at. That's so rad. Yeah. That's so cool. I never learned how to type before that. There's always positives, but we actually have to look for them, especially when we're uncomfortable. I look back at all the jobs that I've had throughout my life. I'm like, ooh, that helps me now because of this. This helps me now because of that. Like every single job that I've had, whether I hated it or loved it, has built me to the business owner I am today. Totally. Absolutely. 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 Number four, schedule your free time to work your plan. All right. Now, this does not mean all of your free time. This just means get it on your calendar in some way. I'm not saying that you have to be crazy the way I was and work five days a week and then work your other two days on your side hustle, but get some kind of momentum, all right? So maybe it's just Saturdays in the morning, I'm going to take some time and spruce up my resume, or I'm going to look into the healthcare profession and see if there's anything that really jumps out at me. So maybe it's a research piece, maybe it's I'm going to take Saturday mornings and do a vision board about the life that I want, or I'm going to look into hiring a career career coach, something like that. But getting it on your calendar actually brings it to fruition. You have heard me say this, I'm sure, ad nauseum, but if it's not on your calendar, if it's not on your to-do list, it's not important to you. It's not going to happen. And then that leads to what? More misery and then usually more complaining. Yep. Because you're not taking any kind of action and you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. If you can create some sort of vision or plan for yourself, then it it makes it a little bit more tolerable. I don't know if anybody else is like this, but whenever I do a workout video, I have to know exactly what I'm in for. (laughs) And so I watch the whole thing first and like, okay, there's that circuit and then we do those abs and then, and because I know what I'm in for and then I know the end result, I can power through so much better. Mm -hmm. And the same is true for your workplace. If you do not have a plan, if you do not have a vision, you cannot get through what's going on. You're going to be drinking too much. You're going to be spending too much. You're going to be doing all these things to try to make yourself feel better instead of actually going towards your dream or even figuring out what your dream is. All right. So number four is getting some free time scheduled out to work your plan. All right. So we've got number one, create the plan. Number two, create a structure to stay connected to your big why. Number three, change your perspective around your current workplace. Number four, schedule your free time to work on your plan. Some of your free time, not all of it, because you do need rest. 
all of my recovering perfectionists out there, mm-hmm. you need rest. All right. And number five is to actually get support. I'm going to link to a couple of my colleagues who do this for a profession. One is Michelle Ward. Her website is it's really cute. It's whenigrowupcoach.com. And she helps largely creative people figure out what their next business step is. And she focuses a lot on creating your own business. Another colleague of mine, her name is Laura Sims, and I believe her website is with Laura Sims. And again, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes for you. She has a program called Your Career Homecoming, and it's about figuring out what your career even is and how to pursue it. They are far more brilliant at this stuff than I, and they both have blogs and podcasts and things like that. I'm not sure if Laura has a podcast, but they have accessibility where you can start looking and seeing if things resonate with you. I would also suggest if you don't know what you want to do is to pick up a book called The Passion Test. And I'm not, I can't recall the author, but I will definitely put that link in the show notes as well. But that's a way to get a little bit more acutely focused on the things that actually light you up not just what you happen to be good at. Because let me tell you, I'm fucking brilliant at makeup. I do not have a passion for it. Okay? <laughs> so there you could, used to, not anymore. Could be things you are really, really good at that make you want to pull your teeth out. That doesn't... So some of those like strength finder things, it's, finding your strengths only matters if you're actually passionate about using those strengths. So that's why I like kind of directing it more towards a fulfillment angle. So check out the passion test. And again, all of this will be linked in the show notes. But you can also, even aside from a career coach, you can also find Facebook groups of people who are starting their own business or want to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Also meetup groups for people who are looking to change jobs or needing a support in that arena. There is opportunity out there for you, but you have to take responsibility and make it happen. You might even have a friend or an accountability partner. Maybe it's somebody in your family who maybe is in a similar boat and you guys hold each other accountable about putting in resumes or opening your business or whatever it might be for you. An accountability buddy. An accountability buddy. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right, so let's look at just a quick little recap, and then I'm going to send you on your way to make all your career dreams come true. So number one, get a concrete plan, some sort of light at that end of the tunnel. Number two, create a structure or something that sparks your memory of why you are going after this anyway. There will be times when the going gets tough, when you're in school or when you've put in a shit ton of resumes, Mm -hmm. or when you feel like you've exhausted all odds. And this this is when you want to get connected to those pictures of your kids, or that coffee table book of your dreams. You know, something that gets you going like, no, this is what it's about. This is why. Mm -hmm. Number three, check your perspective. Adopt a new way to look at your current workplace and really watch your own behavior of how much you collude and complain. Number four, get your plan time on your calendar. Schedule it during your free time, but not all of your free time. Still give yourself some time to unwind and decompress. And then finally, get support. 
You do not have to be a fucking hero and do this all on your own. There are plenty of resources out there. Get yourself some support. Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix? No, that's pretty comprehensive. You think? I like it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So again, I you know we I don't do these topics very often again because it's not my realm of expertise, but I do think it can be helpful just to know that you do have power. You know, it feels like the cards are stacked against you. You're waking up going to this job you hate every day. I have seen over and over and over again people taking the reins back to their life and deciding, no, I am going to pave my own way. Come hell or high water, I'm sick of the complaining. And it's possible for you as well. So come hang out with us in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. And that link will also be in the show notes. And, And get into action, man. You deserve it. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.